What's up, guys? It's Thursday, July 16th, 2020, or, or, or it's Friday, July 17th, 2020, uh, depending on when this goes up. I'm going to try to put it up tonight, uh, but, uh, you know, it could be, could be Friday. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows it's going to be up in the air, all right? Um, throwing it out there. How y'all doing? Uh, it's your old pal Fritz here for another edition of the Fritz Cast. Welcome, newbies. Uh, there's there's a ton of you on Twitter that just started following me. I don't know what has caused you. Uh, I don't know what has led you on such a misguided path that you would come to me, that you would look at me, that you would follow me. Go see a doctor about this up there and and get that fixed for you. Uh, but but I've had an increase. I've had an uptick. Um, part of that comes into the fact that uh, that we've done um, we've done an interview with uh, Joe Jorgensen about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't know. It was some time ago. Uh, my days are running together. <laughs> it was some time ago, and then uh, last week was vice presidential candidate Spike Cohen, and both of them were a pleasure to have on this program. Uh, really, really did step me up uh, to the next level, I believe, uh, in, in this whole podcasting gig. Uh, just because, you know, some people might look at that, might look at both of them and think, you know, well, it's not that, it's not that big a deal, you know. You, you interviewed, you know, third-party candidates, whatever. Uh, it's a big deal to me uh, because these are people that I, I believe in, that I follow, that I want to vote for. And uh, the, having the opportunity to talk to them, uh, just a, an amazing experience for me. But I'm more so very happy that I had the opportunity to share that with you guys. And you guys have reached out to me for both interviews to, to thank me, to uh, share the content. And I appreciate that. I hope you do it more. I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have you all here. I did, of course, just the other day post on uh, Twitter, like, being sarcastic. I said, post your most glowing podcast review. And for me, it's, it's this one-star review on Apple Podcast <laughs> from from somebody that says, I also was 16 once also. Um, great grammar, by the way, there in your title. Uh, but it's a one-star review that says, you know, oh, this guy this is the same thing that you hear any 16-year-old talk about who's going through a skeptic, anti-social justice warrior phase. Uh, so, uh, I don't know too many 16-year-olds that are interviewing Joe Jorgensen or, or Spike Cohen or Jacob Hornberger or uh, other people, Bill Ottman, for example, But, but whatever, you know. People, you know, you, you can not like the podcast. It's totally fine. I don't care. I don't care. All right? I'm doing it. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still doing it. Still rocking out in the free world. Um, so uh, that's been a great experience over the past uh, couple weeks, being able to get those interviews done. Uh, I've, I've been extended uh, invitations to a couple other programs, too, that, that might be popping up pretty soon. Of course, I, I've already mentioned being on Stephen Ignoramus' show uh, there, there, there may be works on getting me. There, there, there might be something in the mix. Uh, getting me on Eric Haler's Rebel with a Cause podcast. We were actually supposed to do it yesterday, but things got in the way. So, 
uh, the, the, probably going to happen soon. And uh, I'm working on uh, banging out some other guests for the program as well. So, you know, always keep your eyes peeled and, and ready for that because I'm, I'm starting to reach out to other content creators and podcasters. You know, like I said, I've been fortunate to be able to interview uh, a variety of people like Todd Hagopian, for example, the Libertarian in Chief. Uh, having, having been able to talk to him was, was an amazing experience back in December. Uh, some of the presidential candidates for the Libertarian Party, Jacob Hornberger, uh, Adam Kokesh, amazing. Uh, being able to talk to Bill Ottman of Minds.com and talk about the evolution of, uh, of, of Internet and social media, especially in a time when you know it's becoming trickier and trickier. You know, Donald Trump threatened or, or is trying to do something with TikTok, trying to ban TikTok. Now, <laughs> let me just throw it out there. I don't use TikTok. Uh, TikTok's not on my phone. I have no desire to start a TikTok it's not my thing. I, I I don't get it. If there's one thing that's made me feel like an old man, and I'm only 31, if there's one thing that made me that's made me feel like an old man, it's the, it's the TikTok stuff. It's the TikTok stuff because I don't get it. I just I have no desire for it. But at the same time, you're talking to a guy that looks up YouTube clips and and scrolls through Twitter to to find video clips. So I get I get it, but it's just I I, I don't know. The reason I've shied away from TikTok is because of the whole spyware, hacking of the phone, all the information that can access. It scares me. <laughs> really scares me, especially because it's tied to a Chinese company. And, you know, there might be there might be conspiracy theory fritz out there who, who you know, definitely thinks that one day people who've been using TikTok are going to run into clones of themselves. And every time we've seen this in movies, anytime you give anytime there's a clone of yourself becomes a uh, it becomes an eternal battle between the two of you to kill the other one because you both can't coexist on the planet at the same time that's every plot of every movie ever that has clones just you're not allowed to do that at all so <laughs> that's maybe that's why I shy away from TikTok I don't know but it's not my thing it makes me feel like an old man to, to, to tell you that, uh, you know, TikTok, fuck it. Um, sorry about the language, but, you know, I put an explicit thing on this thing. You should expect it at this point, but. <sighs> that being said, you know, that's that's bullshit. <laughs> How can Donald Trump just be like, we're a bad TikTok? You know, I might think it's full of spyware crap and all that, and all that bull crap. And think that it's a really bad app to get into. But I believe it's your right to infect your phone with whatever app you want. Whatever content you want. Give it whatever venereal internet disease that you desire. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Oh man, I do not care. Uh, it's been a busy couple weeks scheduling these interviews and, and, and looking over some stuff. But but we're going to have to talk about uh, some of this stuff, man. Um let me family update too. Uh, my daughter just hit ten months uh, this month, and it's crazy because she's she's starting to take like her first steps, and she's starting to stand on her own, and and it's like a whole level. Every every month, every every month is like a, it's just a whole new chapter of things going on. She's starting to talk. She's starting to like 
put words out there. She's starting to respond to questions and things. That's the nuttiest thing ever. And I'm probably going to end up writing a blog about it um, because I'm terrible at upkeeping on my database blog. Even though I love doing it, I love writing about that stuff and and just putting it out there my like it's it's almost like journaling you know it's like it's like i'm journaling my experiences into fatherhood which i i think is important uh and and it's definitely like if i had to tell you uh, if, if when people ask me about myself and and what's you know what's some things i like about myself or what what's some things i really like doing i really i rather do enjoy fatherhood i really do uh, just because I posted uh, up a picture the other day of me reading to my daughter a book by Mo Willems, I believe, uh, called Should I Share My Ice Cream, which is a elephant and piggy story. Um, it's a very gripping tale of elephant who buys an ice cream and then considers the possibility that he should share it with his friend Piggy. And it's a very struggling story, but I've I have to read it at least. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's become you know you read it almost once a day. You know, it's uh, the Lion King plays in this house at least once a day, if not more. So I I totally can quote all of the Lion King now. Not only that, but now m my wife and I have adult conversations about uh, the film that were never meant to 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 happen. You know, <laughs> they were never, these things were never to be discussed. You know, nobody should be asking after uh, Timon, the meerkat, tells Simba about grubs. And Simba goes, ew. And Timon eats one and says, tastes like chicken. And here I am, the 31-year-old adult in the room going, how the hell does a meerkat know what chicken tastes like? Questions that were never meant to be asked. You know what I mean? But that's parenthood. I love every minute of it. I really do. Uh, so the big topic, the big focus that, that I want to talk about this episode, and, and we're just going to let me... Joe Jorgensen, I, obviously I talked about, I interviewed Joe Jorgensen. Go back and watch that interview if you haven't because it was a great episode. A lot of outreach for that. Uh, a lot of love for that one going out there. Thank you guys for listening to that and, and, and being a part of it. Uh, Joe Jorgensen sent out a tweet. And, uh, of course, libertarian. Libertarian, if you're new to the whole libertarian thing, there's there's just a lot that I could say. <laughs> there's a lot that I could say about it. Uh, but everybody has their, every movement, every political party, every ideology has its flaws and has its extremists and all that. Uh, buckle up libertarians because this is, this is the episode where I tell you to swallow your pride for real. Joe Jorgensen sent out a tweet and, uh, everybody shat their pants basically. It's the only way I can put it. Let me put it up on screen here for you. Oh, look, I'm tiny. Hmm. Uh, Joe Jorgensen tweeted out, quote, It's not enough to be passively not racist. We must be actively anti-racist. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag Vote Gold. 
that's the that's the first tweet that was sent, the top tweet, six days ago, and uh, within two or three hours, she tweeted the response below it that I'm going to read in a minute that you can see right there. Uh, but a lot of people just took dumps all over her for it uh, because this is quote-unquote Marxist language. Um, and it's pandering to Marxists, and I'm going to get to that. Uh, but she followed it up with hashtag Black Lives Matter means standing in solidarity with a mourning black community as we fight together to end qualified immunity, police brutality, sentencing disparities, and the war on drugs, not support of any organization by that name. So there, there's two parts to, to, to dive into here. Uh, the first part is how everybody shat their pants, really. And uh, it's, hard, it's hard to say, uh, honestly, because uh, there's, there's truth to both of these statements. And... I'll explain. So I want to turn to this article uh, in Fee uh, by Brad Palumbo, who is a, a, a great mind to follow on Twitter, by the way, over this stuff. Uh, titled, Is Black Lives Matter Marxist? No and yes. Uh, what the left and the right both get wrong about Black Lives Matter. Basically... Quote, on Monday night, Terry Crews was grilled over his criticism of Black Lives Matter by CNN host Don Lemon. As, uh, Gina, as Gina Bontempo pointed out on Twitter, Don Lemon did everything he could to talk over Terry and silence him as soon as they started approaching what the Black Lives Matter organization is really about. Uh, and I don't mind playing this clip real quick to give us some context. Terry, I, I became sick. Like I, if I, I told you it. to wear a mask, but, for, Terry, they want to kick you out. You're you're a high profile person. You're writing things out there. You know you're going to get backlash. You know people are going to respond to what you're saying on Twitter. So I just I don't think you should be surprised by that. I you know I have a a skin as tough as an armadillo because of what I do, and I think maybe you should adapt that. But here's here's what I have to say: um, the Black Lives Matter movement was started because it was talking about police brutality. If you want an all Black Lives Matter movement that talks about gun violence in communities, including, you know, black communities, then start that movement with that name. But that's not what Black Lives Matter is about. It's not an all encompassing. So if you're talking about um, if, if someone started a movement that said uh, cancer matters and then someone comes in and said, why aren't you talking about HIV? It's not the same thing. We're talking about cancer. So the Black Lives Matter movement is about police brutality and injustice in that manner, not about what's happening in black neighborhoods. If you, there are people who are working on that issue, and if you want to start that issue, why don't you start it? Do you understand what I'm but, saying? But when, you look, but when you look at the organization, police brutality is not the only thing they're talking about. I know that. But uh, I agree, I'll, but that's not I, what the Black Lives Matter movement is about, Terry. Black Lives Matter is about police brutality and about and about criminal justice. It's not about what happens in, in communities when it comes to crime, black on black crime, people who live near each other, black people. So as you can see, Terry couldn't even get a, a word in on this. 
Uh, as the article goes on to state, many conservatives insist Black Lives Matter is a Marxist anti-police radical organization that wants to tear down America. Meanwhile, most liberals simply view Black Lives Matter as a heroic movement and a powerful slogan signaling support for racial justice and opposition to police brutality. Both are right. There is a Black Lives Matter trademark movement, and then there is Black Lives Matter, like a hashtag on Twitter. Black Lives Matter is a broad sentiment and movement, then gained national attention and name recognition after the 2014 deaths of Eric Garner and Michael Brown. Meanwhile, the official group expanded and many local, many more local chapters had formed. Um, in 2013, this formed under Trayvon Martin's death and George Zimmerman's acquittal. National outcry was sparked over racial injustice. Quote, amid the controversy, three activists, Patrice Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tomate, started the hashtag Black Lives Matter, which soon went viral. They founded the National Black Lives Matter organization. Um, Alicia Garza uh, and uh, co-founder Patrice Cullors described herself and Alicia Garza as, quote, trained Marxists uh, from a recently resurfaced 2015 video. We won't go to that. Uh, basically, though, what it boils down to is that there is this trademarked organization, Black Lives Matter, and then it doesn't in my mind, at least anyway, have any affiliation with people who are out there protesting using the hashtag, getting in on, the, on these movements, because the people who are protesting in the movements, they, they literally are out there wanting the, the police reform. They're, they're, they're focusing on the so, that social justice and, and the criminal justice reforms that they would want to see uh, in America, that, that, that they want to see in the politicians that, that are running for office right now. They are out there crying, out crying for that. So when libertarians come in and they crap all over Joe Jorgensen, mind you, what 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 is the what's the response from the Libertarian Party? Oh yeah, double down. It's not enough to be passively not racist. We must be actively anti-racism. And uh, again, a crap ton of libertarians on the interwebs shit the bed. And they do it because, you know, you don't pander to Marxists. You don't pander to, to this stuff. This is completely antithetical to the Libertarian Party, yada, 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 yada. And what can I say? It, it's this purity test that Libertarians want, that they constantly go into. Um, I think I think libertarian people, I think us on the internet, especially politically active people, people who make podcasts about this stuff, people who read a lot of uh, uh, information, study a lot of different philosophies, I think we're up there to a detriment. <laughs> I, I, I think we think too much uh, into this stuff. Uh, and I'll follow this up. With, with an example, or with, with with what I said initially, I have to scroll back 
six days though. <laughs> uh, where is it? So I posted out on my Twitter page. And we'll go, we'll flip back to this. Ooh, we're going to talk about her in a minute, too. Uh, yep, this was the day. This was uh, blown out of proportions. Right here. Libertarians' demand of perfection and purity will be the death knell of the philosophy's progress. Now, I had a lot of different comments on this. People saying, hey, she's pandering to the left. Uh, so, some of it, Chris Bangle saying, you know, this was an argument of semantics and culture, not philosophy. Uh, a lot of, I mean, uh, we get hotly contentious here. We, we, we debate this thing. Um, which is fine. You know, Tyler, Libertarian, holy shit, yeah, sure, the party doesn't have their shit together, but the ones who want party change won't get involved until the party changes, so the party doesn't change. Too much faction infighting. I just want to beat the other two parties that are running the show. Uh, Gene. Gene D2112. His reply was, isn't the point of a Libertarian Party to be principled? The other parties were made to cater to their supporters. The Libertarian Party was meant to have a set of values, and you could either agree with those values or go back to R's and D's. We are far away. We are we are a far way from Rothbard. Um, a lot of other... A lot of other people, you know, uh, Flynn Birchfield, we got to take compromise and take steps towards meaningful progress instead of being idealistic to a fault. They are principles, not rules. Um, uh, it, it is a lot of different opinions on here, too. You can go on my Twitter and, and read more of them uh, because there's literally dozens and dozens and dozens. Um, it, was a big, it was a big argument <laughs> that, that we all had. Uh Sometimes I think we need to swallow our pride just a hair and take a step back. Uh, because, as I said, libertarians, we read into this too deeply. We read into this uh, this Joe Jorgensen tweet way too deeply. Uh, uh, people wanting to tear this down as Marxist uh, bullcrap and, and pandering rhetoric and all that reading far too deeply into this, when the the layperson, the, the, the average voter, and let's take it a step above from my conversations with Spike Cohen, the, the person that's so disgusted with politics that they tune out everything. Those people, when they see Black Lives Matter, when they see the hashtag Black Lives Matter, A, they don't know that there's an organization called Black Lives Matter that is led by self-proclaimed Marxists. They don't know that. And you tell them, when you start spouting off this Marxism stuff, they look at you with eyes like this. It, it, they look at you like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I'm not saying that to, I'm not saying they're stupid. I, I want to draw that line right now. I'm not saying that these people are stupid. They're not. 
They're not stupid. These are just they're people. They don't have time to 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 dig into every little thing that's going on in in, in the world of, of politics and uh, and philosophy and discussion and all that. They don't have time for that. It, it's the same thing. It's the same thing when I tell you libertarians. When somebody asks you about the party, don't throw out the thick philosophy textbook. Throw them out something smaller, something more bite sized to to get them into it. Uh, because again, you crap all over Joe Jorgensen over this tweet, over that hashtag Black Lives Matter, and you say, oh, "Wow, she's pandering to Marxists. Fuck her. I'm not gonna vote for her now. I'm not gonna support her." A, I don't think you were supporting her in the first place. B, I think you're looking for any little thing that you can to shit upon it because you only like looking for the negative things in life. You only like looking for all the bad stuff because it's just so fun to shit on everything, isn't it? And uh, But then when you do it, too, when you're talking about this Marxism thing and you just assume that everybody knows that that there's a Black Lives Matter organization and that it has self-proclaimed Marxists that are leading it, and, and have these Marxist planks that they're following. When you assume that everybody knows that, you're you're wiping off the this. You're writing off what is actually going on. You crap on Joe Jorgensen for using this this tweet and this hashtag, which is rather innocuous, um, and those lay people, the people who are sick of politics, when they see that. When they see you do that, and they don't know what you're talking about, because I'm telling you, they don't know what you're talking about. All they see is the fact that you crapped on Joe Jorgensen for using the hashtag Black Lives Matter and saying racism is bad. And when you do that, when you're shitting on the person who's saying racism is bad, that makes the other people look at you and go, hmm, I always knew those people were a little kooky. Also, I guess they're a bunch of racists. I'm tuning out now. You just drove those people away. And I can already tell you, those people aren't in Donald Trump's corner. You, you just helped those people solidify themselves for fucking Joe Biden. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. You helped solidify those people away from... From a, a, a perfect, as Spike Cohen put it in our interview, go back and watch the interview with Spike Cohen last week if you didn't. It echoes what Spike Cohen said. Um, um, you, have, you have right there a perfect opportunity to reach out to people and talk to people and tell them and teach them about libertarian ideology and how our way would work better for this government and for those voters, for those people. But instead of doing that, you don't. You shit all over Joe Jorgensen. You give us all a bad image, and we don't progress. Joe Jorgensen's literally reaching out to demographics that have never heard of libertarianism, let alone you throw out the word Marxism, and they're like, uh, what, what is that? What is Marxism? What is, what is communism? They're like, I know you people talk politics. You throw out a lot of different isms. Conservatism, liberalism, Marxism, communism, fascism. I don't really know. I, I can't really differentiate the isms. If we're reaching, like, if you want to progress, if you want to, you know, expand the voting base, if you want to, I don't know, 
uh, we can have these these arguments. If you want to be principled and, and die on that hill that, you know, ah, this is not what the Libertarian Party should be doing, well, then what's the point of Libertarian what, what is the point of Libertarian Party? Is it just to be... Is it just to stand there with a with a banner of principles and say no 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 and and be loud and obnoxious and yes sure people will recognize it but they don't they're not interested in joining you at that point because you're either mocking them belittling them or giving them a false image of of what this is and then you don't advance you don't progress you don't you know you're your, your philosophy that you're so right about, right? We're so right about this philosophy. We're so, we have the right way, right? This is the way. People should see the light. Well, instead of bringing people to the light, you're pushing them the fuck away, and it's not doing anything. At the end of the day, if we don't advance the ideology, if we don't get people interested in what we're doing, what's it for then? What's it for? Because what? Well, you can sit here at the end after it all collapses and go, oh, I was on the right team. You're acting like the collapse is going to be awesome or some crap. You know, let's let's get out of the fantasy world about how oh, the great collapse that's going to come because it's inevitable is going to be so freaking awesome. Uh, it doesn't sound so awesome to me. If we can avoid it, and build a better America. That sounds better than just you know, <laughs> collapse and you know everybody fending for themselves. You know, I'm just saying it. Maybe I'm a fucking state. I don't know. Maybe I'm a statist. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's a, uh, it's a little crazy to me. And I think I think you guys just need to step, take a step back. Let's reunite on the platform of. Uh, shit posting on Nicholas Sarwark, who's no longer the the chairperson. Uh, let's, let's 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 regroup and refocus on that. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't have I don't have answers necessarily, but I do have this this idea to throw out there. Just you know, maybe take a step back, take a breather, because guess what, Joe Joe reaffirming your beliefs. That's kind of a wasted endeavor. Joe's got you already. The libertarian has the libertarian votes. Now to make an actual dynamic impact, they have to reach outside of our bubble of ideology. And to get people interested in our ideology, you got to reach out to them and talk to them and let them know areas in which you share. You know, I... Nothing of what Joe Jorgensen said or what the Libertarian put out there suggested that the government be a driving force and punish people who don't comply. None of that was in there. None of that. That's That was assumed by you. And if you took offense to what you read, maybe that's a you problem. saying just saying I could be wrong I could be full crap I don't know I, I really don't know but that was the big thing this week and and the other thing uh, what was the the other thing I wanted to highlight it was on my Twitter oh Ghislaine Maxwell oh my god look at this where is it that's not it this is it <laughs> 
Ghislaine Maxwell reportedly moved from cell to cell to avoid assassins. You still want to tell me Jeffrey Epstein killed himself when you're moving Ghislaine Maxwell cell to cell to avoid assassins? She's in a prison. Like one of the most secured places somebody could be. She's in a prison. And we're worried about assassins. So, I, I mean, we've had some admissions in this post right here. Assassins are real. Jeffrey Epstein definitely didn't kill himself because assassins are real. And what does Ghislaine Maxwell have? Put this woman in front of a camera. Put her on Joe Rogan's podcast. I don't care what you got to do. But let her put all the heads on the table that she has because, you know... It's either that or we're going to hear that she has COVID and she you know, just disappeared. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, guys, that's going to do it for me for this week. I had to keep it a little short, a little sweet. That's your dose. My, my, my dose and my humble words to libertarians everywhere. Swallow your pride, calm down, and maybe realize that you're reading a little too deeply into shit. That's my advice. I'm going to lose hundreds of followers because of that. <laughs> Probably. I'm going to be canceled. This guy's a freaking statist. Yeah, well, whatever. Whatever. But I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, please share it with a buddy. Share it with a friend. You can find me on Twitter at FritzQS. Facebook.com slash TheFritzCast for you boomers. We're on YouTube. You're watching it right now. Or if you're listening to it, you can watch it on YouTube. I I do a lot of motioning with my hands and I have a cool flag in my background um, say the least and I have a dozen other social media accounts I have a link tree that, that that's linked in the show notes here that can get you to literally anything else that you're looking for in fritzcastpodcast at gmail.com for all those needs as well and remember I love you guys and if you think I'm full of crap whatever go ahead tell me I'm full of crap it's cool it's cool it's cool. Give me a one-star review. I'm still going to be here next week. Still going to score another interview. Still going to keep the wheels spinning. You know why? Because I love you. I love libertarianism. I love doing this. I really do. I really do. So I hope you guys do too, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>